is the Reading Instruction Show. I am your host, Andy Johnson, where we look at a whole bunch of stuff related to reading instruction. Today, we are going to focus on word work and specifically word work in the context of a meaning-based approach to reading instruction. Remember, reading is not sounding out words. Reading is creating meaning with print. And we use not a single cueing system, but the brain uses three cueing systems to recognize words during the process of reading. The semantic, the syntactic, and the phonological. So, today we're looking at word work. Now, these activities are used to strengthen students' ability to perceive letter-sound relationships and recognize letter patterns. That's what word work is. These types of activities emphasize the phonological cueing system and should be one part of the total intervention for students whose deficit area is word identification and one part of reading instruction. But also included here should be activities to develop the semantic and the syntactic cueing system. These types of activities are going to be described in a later podcast. Now, to be effective, any word work activity should occur within a meaningful context to the greatest extent possible. Not isolation as single words in a worksheet, but in a meaningful context. That means real passages, real sentences, real books. And of course, students should always be given ample opportunities for reading practice, to read real authentic text. That way they can actually practice using the skills they have learned. Now, let's take a look at phonics. Meaning-based reading teachers, like me, are sometimes accused of ignoring phonics instruction. This is an absurd notion. Effective meaning-based reading teachers, like me, use very direct and very explicit phonics instruction when appropriate. Now, it's not the what of phonics instruction in which there are different views. It's the how and the how much of phonics instruction. Whereas a skills-based approach sees phonics instruction as the main part of a reading intervention or reading instruction, a meaning-based approach sees phonics instruction as one of many parts of an effective reading intervention or reading instruction. As a result, skills-based reading teachers develop only one of the brain's cueing systems, while meaning-based reading teachers strive to develop all three. Now, in terms of phonics instruction, there are three basic types, synthetic phonics, analytic phonics, and large unit phonics. Synthetic phonics instruction is through a traditional skills-based approach that most people associate with phonics instruction. This is part to whole instruction in which students are asked to put letter sounds together to create words, this Humpty Dumpty approach. Synthetic phonics is usually done in isolation outside a meaningful reading context using workbooks, flashcards, and other non-reading material. It usually involves some form of direct instruction. There is a place 
for this type of instruction. However, it should not be the only place, nor should it be the largest place. Analytic phonics instruction asks students to analyze sounds with the words they encounter in print. This instruction occurs within the context of authentic reading experiences. And I've described elsewhere how this can be done with a language experience approach or activities in which you say, find the d, d word or what is the ending sound in bad d, d. All right. It can also be done with big books, books that students are reading or in small group guided reading activities. And the last one is large unit phonics. Large unit phonics is braced based on our brain's natural inclination to notice patterns and complete configurations based on partial data. In educational uh, psychology, we call that gestalt. When we look at words on the page, we tend to notice letter patterns more so than individual letters. So instead of using individual letters to recognize or construct words, proficient readers tend to use internalized letter patterns from familiar words stored in long-term memory. These patterns include the 30 most common photograms or word families, and Fry has some of these, as well as common prefixes, suffixes, and root words. Now, to utilize large unit phonics as a word identification strategy, students are taught to look for familiar letter patterns. These word identification strategies are called analogy and morphological analysis, and they'll be described in more detail later in another podcast. However, large unit phonics can also be used to develop students' ability to recognize words. To do this, you focus on word parts and letter patterns, and I'll be describing some of these in the next podcast. So, which type of phonics instruction should you use? Synthetic phonics, analytic phonics, or large unit phonics? The answer is you should use all of them. We teach the student, not the approach. There is a place for all of them. I would tend to emphasize large unit phonics, as that represents how the brain naturally looks for patterns and creates meaning with print. But some students benefit from more synthetic phonics, all right? You are teaching the student, not the approach. You should teach all of these or include all these types of phonics instruction in your intervention and daily practice. All right, the next podcast, we'll look at some activities for phonics and large unit uh, phonics